Oh, what a week. This is the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. It is Wednesday, the 25th of August, 2021, and this has been a horror one. Horror one. That sounds like one word, but no. Uh, Yes, so episode 81, COVID strike, because it's happened. Um, I'm going to lead with that, actually. I'm going to lead with that. So... When I say it's hit us, it's hit Sue. Um, We had these busy events that I talked about on previous episode uh, where we had family things going on, parties and whatever. And we said we thought it would be a miracle if we get through this without being infected. And Sue and actually her sister, also one of the party, felt rough towards the end of last week. Chesty cold, cough. I mean, not the pure symptoms, but then I don't think they're like that anyway On with COVID. You know, it always used to be persistent cough and breathing and fever. She did have a temperature, although that came in a bit later. So, <clears throat> excuse me, and I'm a bit kind of, I feel a bit unprepared today. Um, so, yes, we, we kind of monitored it, really. Um, so, put it down to cold perhaps did the lateral flow tests that we have at home didn't show anything and I went to play golf as usual early so it's kind of dawn really uh, on Saturday morning and Sue sent me a message saying she's running a temperature about 38 just under and the little um, sort of wireless thermometer thing was flashing orange and she really felt rough and um I'm not, I don't think we ever got a positive lateral flow test. Anyway, the, the key thing was for me to go back. And actually, I didn't even think of sort of separating myself from her. I didn't really have any symptoms. I had a bit of a cold sneeze thing every now and then, but nothing major. Even had it today, but I don't feel I'm, I'm nasal now. And um, so this was ooh, around about eight o'clock, I suppose, in the morning, give or take, and got back home. Thankfully, I you know, the golf course is quite nearby. And we went online to arrange for tests and uh, for both of us, because I was able to, as a kind of person living with the person, went up the road to New Addington. Very quick process, uh, you know, pretty well organised. Um, then you have to wait. I mean, various periods we'd heard, you know, up to three days, whatever. Oh, and in this time, we found out that Sue's sister who took, who had a test the day before at one of these driving centres was positive but her husband was negative so so we then play the waiting game really and we we actually thought because she's rough she's got the temperature as well which hadn't been a feature before we should separate um from that point so that's pretty much what we did um Sue kind of moved into the the room that she uses day to day it's got a sofa bed in it so we got all that she got all that sorted out and from that point I've been fetching and carrying but on the early hours of Sunday morning oh firstly we <clears throat> we cleared the diary I was due to meet my long lost cousin as it were didn't happen and he, he's obviously understood it um so results came in Sunday morning I was negative so it was positive um and also then it fires off all these checked track and trace type things and it was basically saying oh you've been notified by someone who's positive so you need to do a test and this is because you can 
you don't necessarily have to self-isolate if you're negative, but you obviously got to keep an eye out for symptoms and stuff. Uh, so I promptly went up the road again on Sunday morning and did another test. Uh, that came back Monday, or early hours of Monday morning, negative again. So pretty much since that point, um, Sue's been living in the room. Uh, we, I do my kind of everything except a shower. Um, and I shower every day, so, yeah. Uh, doing my teeth and stuff downstairs. I fetch and carry teacups, um, sterilising all the time. Uh, hand washing and hand sterilising and spraying and this and that. I mean, I think I've done a pretty solid job, but you just don't know, do you? I suppose at any point it could kick in. But I've not, you know, I've not felt fevery. Um, but it just proves that despite double jabbing, you know, you can still get this thing. Um, I think as this has been a little bit more poorly, because <clears throat> the last couple of days, so, excuse me, this is great now, I'm cro- I've am i got a croaky throat whilst uh, delivering this pro- podcast, so hang on. <clears throat> and I apologise, I'm not going to edit that out, because, oh, and I sniffed as well, Ooh, live, I'm getting COVID. No, I shouldn't joke about these things. <clears throat> but yes, it's very real, it's, it's very much out there. This Delta variant has a high load, it's highly contagious and um and yeah so you know two members of the family actually and sue's nephew's girlfriend has got it as well shared a room with sue's sister so um, when we were away and uh i suppose there's a bit of frustration kicking in now because particularly when sue feels well enough to to attend her usual daily things that she does acting type classes and that it's even more frustrating that the moment we probably shared a room and I started breathing in what she's breathing out and so on, you know, I'd probably get it. And then I means I can't take mum to the doctor's appointments and all these other things. Uh, the, the, the win for me was that because the other car, the BMW, is in the garage ready for collection this weekend, I had visions of me not being able to go and even pick it up from there. Um, but because I had the negative on Monday morning, that was one of the first things I did was just got up, went down there and... Um, excuse me, pick the car up, uh, that was all kind of fine. So that's sitting on the driveway. I've arranged for that to be collected now. Um, but yeah, living with COVID, I mean, I'm, I suppose we are grateful that we haven't got things that, that would worry us enough to call, you know, the health number, you know, consider even hospital. We thankfully haven't got that. And I've heard this from a lot of people. They've been double jabbed. And this is really exactly what they published at the beginning, uh, that you can still get it. And you can still pass it on, but your symptoms should not be um, hos- hospitalable. <laughs> I made that word up. Should not require you needing hospital treatment in most cases. I mean, I suppose if you've got an underlying condition, that may still cause some worry, and you might need to do that. But again, you you would do that on the back of um, health professionals advising you to do so. So that's basically how the story unfolded. It was clearly, we expect, picked up in the uh, the events. Um, you know, even though we shared a car with Sue, and I mean, who knows about how this thing manifests itself? When, it, when does it grab hold of you um, and then start to show off the symptoms that then you, you know, you do your test? But, you know, the numbers are too high. I think they said the daily deaths yesterday was similar to what it was back in March. Not good not good you know now part of me thinks this is how it's going to be for a considerable period of time 
this is what living with COVID is about, where there's kind of legal agreement for people to go back into offices, to go to nightclubs, restaurants and outdoor events. But you've got a set of rules and regs and procedures that you need to, need to follow if someone's tested positive to try and contain it um, without necessarily that big worry of you know, hospitalisation and ventilators and all those things. Um, I heard the other day there was a, do they call it the Board Masters event? But there's a big, in Newquay in Cornwall, there was a big um, music event and apparently there's been 5,000 positive cases from that. And of course, people would have done similar to us, taken it away, spread it, and, and that's how it goes. It's, it's as easy as that. So yeah, first brush with it in this family and hopefully the last. <laughs> Um, yeah, very frustrating. So, what else has happened? Well, other things have happened too. Um, I went off to do the rehearsal shoot last Wednesday. So this was meant to be, you know, a few shots of actors going about their stuff. Uh, put them up online. I did one about black and white, but it was low light. Black and white wouldn't have had enough contrast and detail for me, so I just left them as colour. But the moment I got there, Phil, the director, said, Hi, Phil. Uh, Look, we want to just do some little video clips, each actor just talking about the part and the theatre and the how we're doing stuff. Um, okay, he said, and I, I must have given him a look because he said, well, it, it doesn't matter, we've got a lav mic, but yeah, we could we could do it on phones, you know. I, I mean, that, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't want you to do it on phones. I think I could do better. So I've got nothing with me for video. Uh, lesson, I know, but I had nothing with me. So... I said, fine, okay, well, we'll do our best. So we recorded it on camera, no lights, inbuilt microphone, no tripod. Um, it was the best that you could do in that setup, but I just wasn't happy. Did a quick edit, did the stills, shared those on Thursday. Um, it was gnawing at me during Thursday. So I messaged them, spoke with Sue about it, but I messaged them and I said, look, uh, I'm going to come up on Friday. Uh, just similar thing, you know, just when you're kind of getting together as a group, I'll set up, I'll record it, and then we'll have something far better. Because uh, if it's going to have my name on it, you know, I want it to be good. So, repack my bag. Um, and it was really, I just went with a similar pull-along case. It's like one of these pull-along suitcases, little ones, uh, you know, airport-style cabin luggage rack thing. Uh, but it's for, for photography equipment and a little kind of sling bag. And uh, that was enough to put in things like one camera, one lens, tripod, microphone, light, batteries, um, wind muffler thing, they call it a dead cat, but you know, a furry, I think it was also known as. Because I knew in advance what I wanted and actually done. As I do, I'd done a little test in the garden beforehand, fairly happy with the sound. Um, got there just after seven, rigged up the the rig <laughs> assembled the rig and um rattled through the recordings now the guys knew this was happening some of them had sort of you know perhaps put different tops on and done their hair differently or whatever which is fine and they all it's amazing how just in the space of a couple of days they easily remembered the sort of thing they were talking about before and I, it was night and day difference really i was so happy with it and um it's in edit at the moment. So we did a piece where they said their name and their character or characters, and then they led into a bit about, you know, being back what they do, the Brother High Theatre, how it's safe because it's kind of semi-outdoors and stuff. 
And um, I put it together with a few edits of cutting out superfluous bits and ums and ahs and whatever jumps and things. And Phil felt it was still a bit too long, so he said, look, can we caption their name and characters and it looks far better doing it that way so you know we're learning all the time this is a, hopefully will become a template for future things because i think i mean I'll, I'll share it when it's when it's live but i would say this is the sort of thing that you could quite happily play on like a local news program where you would just say to the actors well talk to us about this a production and your feelings towards it um so the you know the clips only come to about something like three and a half minutes in all. Um, Phil, very kindly, and I really appreciate this. He offered to do some stuff to camera as well. I'd mentioned it the day before, and he said no, or the you know the Wednesday. But he he was up for doing it to, on Friday, and he he was brilliant. So I've added those clips in. Not sure how they're going to be consumed at the moment, used, um, but he'll 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 guide me on that. And I'm just really waiting for some maybe some artwork and some confirmation of bits and pieces before I can release this. I mean, it kind of needs to go out there fairly soon because first performance is 1st of September. That's about a week away, isn't it? So, yeah, need to be um, need to be up there. And I'll, I'll be going up there again to do the um, the dress rehearsal uh, video as well. And, well, actually, I'll prepare for video, <laughs> but it'll be stills. I'll be carrying all sorts of gear that way on, on that trip. So uh, the other little thing that I'd mentioned in previous uh, podcasts was about invoice chasing and umming and ahhing, you know, I'd seen on Instagram that that, um, the client had been away and started this week, I thought, okay, where are we going with this? You know, I even looked up if you have to chase a debt down for county court judgments. The first thing you have to do is pay a 35 quid court fee for a 75 quid debt. I mean, they call it a small claims court, but obviously a court has to run and has to pay or has to charge for its services. I really didn't want to do that. And I kind of, I just thought, well, I'm going to just do nothing for now. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. Um, she sent me two voice messages on Inst- no, on Facebook Messenger and apologetic, um, said there was a problem with the phone and screen broke and couldn't use WhatsApp, even though her WhatsApp showed she was active. But let's let's park that. Let's respect what I'm being told. And every intention to pay, don't want to be one of those people um, in at home all day today. This was Monday. Um, can I send the details? Or so she knew that I lived where I live, so she could have dropped some money around, although that's probably not wise at the moment, maybe. Um, and... She said, yes, yeah, she'll get it sorted, wants to get it done, wants to use me again, they love the images, etc., etc. So all the right vibes. You know, if you said, well, how could you wrap up in one simple, actually she did two clips, but, you know, that uh, that you want to express uh, apologies and satisfaction and kind of, you know, reinforcement or whatever. And she covered all those bases. Uh, so what did I do? Well, I went back to her on Facebook Messenger because she said these other platforms weren't working, although she said Instagram was. Mm. And also you can get WhatsApp for business on the desktop. Anyway, that's by the by. And I supplied within minutes, uh, within five, ten minutes, um, my bank details um, with a little message and sent it off. So that was Monday morning. 
that message at Wednesday morning uh, has not been opened, not been read, because the little tick hasn't changed. So I've gone almost back to feeling how I was before, and he's saying, just, 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 just a load of hogwash. You know, I mean, it's just... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Um, it's a small amount of money. It's frustrating. Well, it's, it is and it isn't. You know, I mean, that can pay for equipment, you know, and subscriptions and business costs to run the business. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm... You know, I've gone back to being slightly frustrated, mainly because she also said they were going to set off at 5am on Tuesday morning and go to Cornwall for their kind of second holiday after a few days in Wales. Um, well, maybe this is just going to be a saga that I'll talk about on the podcast for <laughs> for another couple of weeks. Although, wouldn't it be great that I can look up one day and find that she's read the message showing my bank details, again, even though it's already on her email, and she's paid the money. Um, but anyway... Um, Lots of ums today. I've gone from so's to ums. Anyway, I will um, actually know what a couple of other things I was going to say. Yeah, one was the kind of learning I got from that video. So learning again, I always like to think I'm a high, highly performing professional, but I really should have taken the uh, a mic of some description and perhaps a light. So next time, if it's Phil, I'm actually going to be taking a pull-along case and a backpack full of gear and then I can cover everything that's needed um, so oh, what was that, oh, I just had a message that was the, because mm, I guess what I didn't do I didn't put my phone on do not disturb yes, so that was one thing um, you know, I, I think I, I do lots of learning, reading, practicing and stuff, but it's only when you've got an actual kind of job to do air quotes that you can put these things into proper practice and, and learn about yourself and about them. And I think the fact that I was able to go up there, let's just talk about the reshoot now, and set up, record, pack away inside an hour, or just kind of on an hour, and even managed to run and get a train 20 minutes later from London Bridge, which is incredible. Um, I think I'm extremely proud of that. So, uh, and actually when you're starting out, um, because you know, these things are done on the hope of some money after all the tickets have been sold. Um, I, I'm not, I'm happy to share that with you. This is a, some, this is almost a way of getting real world experience when, you know, this stuff is, is, I didn't finish what I was going to say then, but it probably didn't matter, but you know, this is show real stuff. So I need to put, put together a reel for my work. And most definitely this is going to be on there for something that I can do, particularly if I know I can add in a quick kind of, um, a quick turnaround for it because I'm now much quicker at editing. Uh, and that segues into the fact that I've been doing some more work on my editing learning, learning more sort of keyboard shortcuts. So even, even in these days of mice and trackpads, in video editing, keyboard shortcuts are king so I've been learning some of those and doing some edits found out a slightly more efficient way of running or managing the projects that you have within the software there's projects events and libraries clips multi-clips multi-cam oh, the list is endless but I found out that there's a, a nice kind of clean way of organizing these things a bit better so I'm playing with that at the moment whilst doing some sort of archiving anyway it is coming up to 20 minutes. Uh, that's a good kind of average time for the Late Life Career Change podcast show. Uh, thank you once again for listening. 
I'm going to vacate the room because Sue's going to come in here to do a self-tape and um, it's going to need to kind of be left alone and or then sanitised afterwards. So I'm going to hand it over to her and thank you once again for listening to the show. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you again next week. Bye.